Okay, cool. Um, so first of all, thanks again, guys, for joining me. Um, I think I've explained exactly what's the purpose behind this. As okay, let me just add back so first. As you guys are aware, the reason behind this is I think there's a discussion that needs to be had amongst gentlemen. Now, as you can see, all of us are not necessarily all close friends, and I did that on purpose. I think some of these discussions don't have to be had necessarily amongst your close friends, but also amongst different gents with different perspectives on this particular issue that affects women in particular, but also us as gents as well. Uh, so I think it's important yeah. for us to have this kind of discussion amongst us as guys. Pakizo, are you good? Can you hear us? Okay, good, good. Yeah, so um, first of all, before we proceed, I just maybe each of you can just state, I can assume all of us can see our names, but obviously just state your name, your age, and what you do, that's all. Peter, I can hear you. <clears throat> you can't hear me? Um, can everyone else hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, I think maybe it's an issue of connection, maybe. Um, yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Okay, good. Um, so let's just go through everyone and just introduce your name, what you do, what's your age. I think that's a simple, practical sense of at least understanding each of us. Uh, let's start with Taf, as I'm not sure how each of us and go in the sequence. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, my name is Taf, uh, or uh, longer name is Tafadzwa. Uh, I'm originally from Zimbabwe, I've uh, been in South Africa for about the last 10 years. Uh, I am in the insurance space currently uh, as a analyst, so uh, more like a, what we, a product analyst, uh, just uh, comparing and contrasting uh, different products that different uh, companies have out there. Uh, yeah, uh, that's basically me. I don't know if there's anything more we, I needed to add about, uh, oh yeah, my age. I am 31. Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, K. Yo, okay. Um, I'm Kambole Silungwe. I'm K. Um, I'm Zambian born. I've been in South Africa for 29 years. Uh, so I'm basically South African. Um, um, I'm a construction manager. Well, I studied construction management, but I'm obviously going to change my career because of coronavirus. Um, yeah, and I'm 30 years old. Okay. Cassius, or whoever's next. Oh, okay. Um, I can just come in. Uh, my name is Keshas Mofuking. I was born and raised in a free state. Um, I'm currently working for the Department of Science and Innovation um, in a research project that is hosted by Northwest University. So pretty much what we are doing there, we develop um, the indigenous languages in this country uh, because of the fourth industrial revolution. So we are trying to come up with the ways as to how we can actually improve our indigenous languages to be compatible uh, in the fourth industrial revolution because um, the research has proven that um, our indigenous languages, they can actually be compatible because, for instance, when you go to the um, the medical sciences, particularly in biology and other things, you'll still see that they're using language like Greek, but there are people who are actually dismissing the fact that our indigenous mm -hmm. languages can actually be used. But it, it has been proven in so many ways that our indigenous languages, they can actually be used. For instance, when you, when you go to Cuba and study medicine that side, um, in the first year, two, two pastors, they teach you the Spanish. So they actually do their curriculum in Spanish. So it, it actually shows that um, we can actually do that. So that's what we are doing there. So yeah. How old are you? Um, I'll be turning 28 soon. Cool. Uh, all? Yeah. 
Uh, Bethel, can you ask? Sure, Peter. Yes. Uh, just present yourself to everyone, so at least we know who you are. Yeah, I can hear you now. Uh, you can present yourself to everyone else. Okay. Um, okay, my name... Okay, okay, thanks Peter uh, for, for having me. Uh, my name is Petuel Mukwena. Um, I'm the scholar, currently I'm doing my LLB. I'm working as a social worker at Department of Social Development here in Gauteng, responsible for the program of victim empowerment. And the key performance areas uh, is issues of gender-based violence, uh, mentorship of the boy child, uh yeah uh, that's what basically i'm doing and also the psychosocial support uh, i'm the activist in my own right yeah i'm i'm, I'm 31 years old okay Pagiso. that is that peter ah. i'm humble to be just a number amongst <laughs> you <laughs> uh Yo, thanks Peter for, for having me here, man, and, and everyone. Um, yeah, my name is Pakiso Mahamoza. I know it just says Pak's there. It's Pakiso Mahamoza. Uh, I was born in a place called Ritz, but I'm currently staying in a very smaller place called Dwelling in the Free State. And I'm working from there. Uh, I work for an investment company. Uh, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say the name, but yeah, I work for an investment company. Uh, I was in Cape Town for for like two two years, and then I moved to Joburg, um, Rosebank, to to be exact. And yeah, the, that's that. I mean, I've seen a lot of things actually about being in Cape Town and in Joburg in terms of the rules of engagement. And yeah, I hope. We're gonna have a great chat. How old are you? Um, turning twenty. I just turned twenty-five. Oh, <laughs> cool. Um, I don't know who knows it for years now. I don't know if you've been invaded by a woman or. Oh, uh, no. That's uh, that. That yeah, would be yeah, Sianda. Uh, he said he is uh, currently driving, but he's listening in. Okay, no problem. Then I think we can go then to Tuboko. Then I'll. I think we can. Right. Uh, sorry, guys, for the uh, non-viewable video. I've been trying to get myself viewable right now, uh, and I'll still be trying. But nonetheless, and um, from the east, uh, currently working at an, uh, the FNCG, uh, space looking of Africa, and yeah, 20, 20, 26 uh, years of age. And yeah, James, uh, let's talk about this. Okay, great. Um, I think I'll be lost since I think Caesar is the only person who's missing from the rest of us. Um, all of you know me, I guess, because I'm not organizing. Peter, um, ID name Mandler, in case you just saw my email. Uh, work in the insurance space as an underwriter. And I'm... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> relax, relax, relax. Um, but yeah, um, I'm 26 and um, yeah, um, I'm glad we're having this conversation. Uh, but let me start by just prefacing the idea of the conversation. As all of us are aware, we're living in challenging times economically. There's 
COVID, there's a pandemic, there's a lockdown. Um, our country is going through economic problems even before that. And then on top of that, we have an issue that is partially the reason why we're actually all here together is something related to gender issues. And I wanted each of you to participate in this discussion so that we can get each of your views and also create a dialogue and a discussion about these issues. Um, please feel free, this is, not, when, this is not a political show, this is not a radio show. Feel free to express yourself as openly as you want. No one is gonna chastise you, we're not gonna cast you out. There are no women here, so you don't have to impress us or anything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, can, can I ask a question? Just can I ask a question okay. to, to, to our brother who's in the social work. I wanna find out, man, in terms of your gender-based violence, um, I uh, know that's a big topic even now with uh, the, can you hear me? Okay, okay. Um, I think Bethel just left us. I think he had an issue of connection. Um, it's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm actually going to just present this to you guys. Anyways, okay. um, obviously, you know, an open question. The reason why I'm asking this is because uh, you do know that when they mention gender-based violence, it's predominantly women who are getting attacked, and the kids, daughters, especially. You know what I'm saying? Now, there's so many things that are out there for women, but, I mean, what's there for the guys? Is there anything out there? Because... I've seen videos, uh, man. That's if, enough. If, if I can just uh, jump in there. Sure. So reason why uh, it is mainly for women, it is because they are the ones that are, are impacted the most. I mean, it's, it's similarly to if you look at uh, apartheid. Um, yes, you had Indians. Yes, you had uh, coloreds. But the, the, the main driving voice, uh, those who were mainly uh, in the forefront of being um, uh, victimized uh, were black people. So in the same instance, so I wouldn't want us to go in that light because I'd rather we, yes, it does happen to men, not to say that it doesn't, but the vast majority are women that are being victimized, you know, and it, it, yeah, let, let me just rather leave it there. <laughs> Does anyone else have an opinion on that? So just, just for that, I understand that. But then it then goes back down to the fact that we are being ignored as men. Because at the end of the day, there are some guys who are actually getting abused by the women. And there is no sort of, of, of foundation. Because remember, it's like going to the police and reporting a case and they ask you, are you, are you, you know, like, just because you are a man, you can't report the case. That's not fair, you know? So what I'm trying to present is, is there something there? So if a guy is getting abused, are there steps that we can follow as a guy? Because women, yeah, report it, whatever the case may be. But for a guy, what about us? You know, we need to be accommodated. Um, let's go Pakiso, then Taff afterwards. Okay. So, Tabza, uh, there's a point you made with regards to apartheid and just how the blacks of South Africa were like right at the bottom. So I'm gonna go to Kay's uh, point, the men um, who are being abused and them not getting any help. So mine is actually about like teaching men. I mean, no one actually, it's like men um, are just thrown in the deep end, just, like figure this thing out. But there's no sort of like initiatives where it's like indoor or whatever or banner or this and that. Something like this one, the one that we're having here. There's not a lot of those. There's a lot for women. There is a lot. There's um, also things like power, I think. Uh, but for men, it's like, dude, just go on. 
figure this out. You are a man, and there's actually a lot of guys who wouldn't be. Okay, um, I was saying they, there's actually a lot of guys out there who need this training. You know, they they need to be taught how to I don't know like how to do these things. Like a lot of guys are frustrated, man. Okay. Tough. What's your take? No, you raised your hand. You're muted. Can I add some more? Uh, let's give sure. time. Let's get, give sorry, time. sorry. Oh. Yeah. Um, sure. uh, sorry for the disturbance. Uh, no sorry, uh, just to add to my uh, uh, to what Teb said in the beginning, and uh, and it uh, speaks to Kay's point as well. Um, I think the issue right now, or not the issue I, I think yeah let me speak along those lines the issue is mainly gender-based violence towards women men right now I, I don't think we can deal with uh men seeing having a problem right now it's almost like you're arguing the point of all lives matter versus black lives matter in a, in a scenario do you get what i'm saying yeah you so let's focus on how women are getting affected because they're the most uh, they're the most heavily affected in this scenario men because you're at the at this point in time you currently can't survive and look if there are men getting abused uh, out there uh, the question is i think they have uh, ways and uh, uh, pathways with, with within which to deal with it uh, much better and than uh, what you call it women so for, I guess, in this discussion space, the direction should be more towards women. And now the ownership, much like the whole Black Lives Movement, is now what, do, what role do we play in the grievances and the issues that are faced by women and children uh, with regards to gender-based violence? And if I could even add some points of things I've witnessed from a practical point of view. so. I used to help out at this um, uh, Hope Worldwide uh, uh, charity uh, organization, which uh, goes and assists uh, kids from uh, from different in different areas. And when I used to go and teach there, there was this young boy. I think he's about ten, uh, and he was already bragging at that age that he's got two girlfriends. So I'm asking him questions. I'm like, okay. Uh, why do you have two girlfriends? Like, ah, that's just because it's cool and uh, because I'm just that guy. And you can already see a, a warped view of what it's meant to be, what, what it means to be a man at that age already. Already his role models, you can see his role models in the world he comes from. In the world he comes from are, you're meant to have as many goals as you want and you're meant to behave in a certain way and you can consider girls almost as less than you. And I'm thinking it's a generational thing that was, we, has been passed to us. And to some degree, we don't even have the, I guess, the filters to see some of the things that we do to women, in, even in our own spaces where we actually treat women in, in very minute little ways by expecting them to do certain things or be a certain way. But um, yeah, sorry, th th those are just my starting points, but I know it's gonna delve into much deeper matters and more conci concise points as we continue. Okay, uh, thanks Tef for the input. Um, I know Bethel has his hand. After that, I think we can proceed to more other points at least we can, because obviously I don't wanna 
stick to one point or obviously other points and areas we can discuss on further on this topic. Uh, so Bethel, you can speak about your whatever opinion you have and then from there we can just proceed to other topic points we have. Okay, uh, thanks, thanks, Peter. Uh, I didn't get exactly uh, the, the, the first question that you have said. I just grasped from what Jens uh, have just said. Uh -huh. But I, will, I just want to make a few points here, very few, and just be very brief. Uh, uh, men in our society, in our days, they feel that there is no one who is advocating for them. And I understand and I agree with one of the gents who said, uh, uh, men don't have a space or a safe space whereby they they, they share their frustrations or being victims of abuse. And that is very true. More emphasis is on the girl, child, and woman. It's a matter of fact. And why we cannot make a conclusive remark like uh, um, most of the people who are getting abused are children and women. I, I think that is not a fair statement to make, and it's happening in, in our society, social media. And if you have a dissenting view, uh, 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 you'll be attacked. Why I'm saying this, uh, I, I, I believe it's a generational thing also, uh, not to teach the boy child from an early age to express himself when he's had we, we, we do have uh, slogans like uh, tigers don't cry. Yeah. I, 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 think, I, 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 think, I think the problem starts there because first and foremost, before we can say you are a woman or you are a man, you are a human being and you, ex you experience all these emotions because you are a person, you understand? Therefore, I think uh, having discussions like this it's, it's very good, but also you have to implement and create a safe space whereby men have to express how they feel, to express and report the abuse that they encounter. It may not be a physical abuse. Those who have studied psychology and social work, they will know that emotional abuse is so much painful than a physical abuse. And that's what many men experience and my last point is that uh, let's create a platform and a safe space whereby men express themselves even if they are angry effective ways of expressing your pain without inflicting pain to another person i will pause here peter okay great uh, okay is that a are you on it yeah okay that'll be the last, that'll be the last part on this Part of the yeah, I'm gonna close. I'm gonna close it off. I'm gonna close it off. No, man. Thanks for that point. Um, obviously that point that uh, you just mentioned now, Bethel, is actually very important. And the reason why it's important, it's because um, you must remember if if a, if a component has got a broken part in it, and you're only focusing on different parts, that broken component is gonna react to the whole component. And because of that, there's gonna be a reaction of whereby the man will be beating the woman out of frustration out of the problem that he has that he can't express. So if he's got a place where he can express those things, so instead of beating a woman, he can at least let it out somewhere out without being violent. Do you get what I'm saying? I hope that makes sense. But yeah, very good. Okay. Point, Emily. 
Okay, great. Um, I don't know. I saw two, two table holes. I'm not sure what's going on there, but um, I think let's proceed with the conversation. So I think at least we've got the icing or the, the topping of what this conversation is going towards or what's the purpose of this discussion. Uh, but now also, <clears throat> just note that I want to make sure everyone participates. So I'm going to pretty much be opening, asking people maybe who are less involved also to participate, give us their opinions. So at least we have a diversity of thought. Um, now I have a question that, I, you know, some of the questions I, I have here are also relative to what women have also asked me to ask some of you guys also in context. But I want to ask, let's say, for example, Cassius, what is your take? Do you believe that religion and culture participate in the shaping of how men's views on women? Yeah, no, um, definitely I will, I will say that because, yeah, it, it actually plays a big role because, you know, let me say, um, when we grow up, especially in African community, I will say they kind of like in, indirectly or directly instill uh, patriarchy, indirectly so, and masculinity. So it, it does play a huge role, honestly speaking. It does play a huge role, um, both in a traditional, even in spiritually, it does, it does play a big role, so yeah. Okay, does anyone else have an input there or beg to differ? Or? Yeah. It's 100%. Uh, I agree with, with, with catches, but I think with, with every other thing, um, at the end of the day, you are the one um, with your own thoughts, with your own actions. And when you're sitting on the toilet taking a dump, you have you yourself and your thoughts um, with you and nobody else, you know. And with whatever one does, there has to be a consequence, uh, as we all know, uh, which is why I think this should be more done by the popo, uh, by the justice system, in order to 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 mitigate or at least try to pave a way of uh, reducing these acts uh, from happening. But it has been historical, and if we can take it way back from when. Uh, because what we are seeing is something that has actually been building up uh, for a number of years. Similarly to the whole Black Lives Matter and all these uh, different types of uh, movements. But nonetheless, I just wanted, to, so today I actually bumped into a picture and it was a, a former schoolmate of mine from high school. And she was saying that when, or rather let me describe the picture, it's a whole bunch of dudes sitting by the corner and the caption was to say um, the one thing that females hate, and we all know why. I, I'm not sure what does anybody get that though. No. Okay, so nobody gets that. Okay, so picture this: you are a female. Uh, uh, so you, you are going to go to the shop and there's probably two corners and in the one corner there's a bunch of dudes gathered around doing whatever that they're doing but and I've also been in that situation whereby being within that group of niggas I know what's about to pop off so many uh, words will be um, said when this uh, lady passes by some of them uncomfortable and they just have to basically uh, smile and wave past 
you know. And as I have to say, at times, like, it's not cool, you know, and they're going to be feeling uncomfortable. But Tafa, you're raising your hand. You want to say something? Tafa? Yeah, so, so, okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, I raised my hand because uh, I just wanted to add to what was being said. Um, I usually always, um, so I'm very analytical in, nat in nature, so I usually like to always break down everything that has been asked me. So even if, as we're dealing with this question, which is saying, uh, uh, has religion and uh, culture, how have they played a part in, 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 in us as men treating women the way we do? Uh, I would venture as far as to say that it's mostly culture. I would, I would want to spin it more to culture. and look there can be arguments to why religion plays its part but uh I, right now i i won't lie i don't have any thoughts to that um but i don't think religion has has actually led to gender-based violence in my thinking and that's that's again I'll, I'll, debatable can, can i just interject there i'm just gonna yeah. break the rules of raising hands uh, how religion actually comes in is not necessarily speaking out about what is happening in terms of the gender-based violence. We hear stories about um, even the pastor themselves um, having laid a hand on the um, on Mam Fundis. I don't know the English version of a female pastor, but uh, it does happen. But yeah, uh, no, so you, you may continue. Okay. So, uh, and I'm glad you brought up your point. So, even in that example my question then becomes how much of that in, of that incident was religion based or was culture based i think this hold on i think we're having feedback uh, okay uh, Bessel, is your, your laptop is giving us feedback maybe just try with the airphone yeah. yeah yeah hey i'm experiencing load shading here but i think it will it will work okay no problem <laughs> Um, or, or better yet, if you're not speaking, just mute yourself. Okay. Proceed. All right. So yes. Anyway, like I was saying, um, in the incident that uh, Teboko just mentioned is like I, was, I, I said, just uh, driven action, or is it culture based? Because how do you know that that pastor isn't doing what he's doing based on? what he learned in his culture, in his growing up, you get what I'm saying? Uh, can we truly accrue everything he's doing in that incident to being what he learned in religion? So that's why I tend to want to remove religion a bit out of this. Uh, the, my focus is again, like I said, I'll just express my opinion here, is that it's mostly culture. We grow up seeing our fathers behaving a certain way and our uncles and uh, grandfathers talking a certain way whenever we're in group settings. And we even know it as boys when, you, when we're chilling. Like you said, Timoko, when you're in that bunch of uh, 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 guys at a corner and a girl passes by, there's a, there's, a, there's a mindset that we usually have and we egg each other on with. Usually someone wants to pass a comment and say, hey, yay, this girl is, uh, is a, is, looks a certain way. Huh? I when like I was just making a comment of what like what they would say. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Pakistan, Pakistan. Exactly. You see. So and we, I, 
I, I would love, I would love, I would venture to say that all of that is learned. It's learned by being, by seeing your older brothers do it, your older uh, uh, groupings of boys do it, and it's passed can down. I, can to I add you to and that? Yeah. yeah. So and you know, um, <laughs> so one aspect that um, just to to give to you, Peter, that we we do not consider. There's going to be culture. There's going to be religion. What about society? Because the reason why I'm going to add society is because, remember, right now I'm not with my parents, you know, I'm not with my older brother or whatever the case may be. I've got Instagram, I've got social media, I've got that. That's what I'm getting exposed to. And you must remember, that is what I see more than my parents. Because the older you get, the more independent you get, and you just absorb what the world is going to give you. And in terms of religion, I can be a Christian. Cool. But in varsity, I can go meet guys with party, then I can stop being a Christian. With culture, I can have this Zulu culture, but then I meet white guys, then hey, I become a white guy. You know those guys who obviously speak like white people. So I really do believe the, the bigger impact comes from society because, you know, just like a kid, like that kid with a 10-year-old kid um, who, who's got two girlfriends, he's probably seen that because when he goes to school, oh, James has got three girlfriends. He's like, oh, shit, James is cool. Let me have two. And now because that is cool, he brings it to you and says, hey, man, uh-uh. Yeah, man, look, I've got two chicks. But the thing is, he's not getting the concept. So society plays a bigger role. Religion comes yeah. on Sunday. Culture comes when you're at home, with the, when you're back there at, uh, a, you know, a cast. But when you, okay, guys. But when you live in, you know, it's, it's basically what is actually happening right in front of you, you know? So I think that's basically my point of view. Okay, Peso, you, you, you raised your hand. Yeah. You see, Peter, when you talk about culture and you talk about religions, uh, those are, are the systems. And we have different, when under, under, under religion, we, we, we have different religion. So it's very, it's very complex, you understand? Even Christianity, we, there is different practices and beliefs in Christianity, you understand? Yeah. Uh, therefore, uh, the worldview of uh, we do have a Western worldview, an African worldview, but it's very, very complex. But what I can say, I understand that we, uh, the argument may be we are influenced by these systems and what uh, my brother said about the society. That's when the problem starts. When we go to gender-based violence and feminism. We, 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 we want to resolve these issues looking at the outlook and we are not going to get solutions. Why do I, why do I say that? All these things, they start in their, our own families because before we have a community or so-called society, there has to be families. You understand? My family, your family, his family, when they are together is a community. You understand? Yeah. But when we see these killings, we say, no, society and whatsoever. So it shows that in our families, there's something wrong in our own families. The values, the morals that are instilled in our families, you understand? Our families are dysfunctional. It's a matter of fact, that's why we have this, are dysfunctional. Many of our families, families are. Let's, let's, sorry, man, sorry for interrupting. Let's say some families because some people actually out there actually are trying their best, you know. So, this is some families, okay. you know. On, sure. on that note, on that note, uh, if I can just ask everyone on the, on the, on the call, 
does anyone have a family member, whether close, whether distant, but a family member that has um, been either a victim, no, 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 not even a victim, has been a predator or has been the one to instigate violence uh, via the whole GBV? I know I, I, I'm, I'm raising my hand. I do have. Cassius, yes, you're also raising your hand. Anybody else? I'm going to lead on to another question. Can I can I finish, brothers? Can I finish the point where I I wanted to make a point before you interject? Uh, uh, our families are dysfunctional, and we're talking about uh, patriarchy and everything which leads to gender-based violence. Why I say our families are dysfunctional? Many families they don't have father figures. Many families, and that's why the point that you said we are influenced by society. If I don't have a father figure, therefore, when I go out, I will find a father figure. Whether this person is going to be a good or bad role model, because these values, good values, were not instilled at an early age in the family. And it's a matter of fact that many families, they don't have father figures. We do have absent fathers, and absent fathers is not only by fathers who are not there physically. You can be having a father in the house, but he's not there. As a boy child, there's no that relationship that you have with your father. I can make a last example, Peter. Uh, for instance, that's why I, I always go back that the emphasis is on the girl child and women. For instance, is a typical example, then I will pause after this one. If a girl child starts to go to her periods, Definitely, she will share that first-time experiences with a mother. But I'm telling you, coming to the boy child, the first time you realize that there is something like a mercy coming out of your penis. Have you shared that with your father? Are you comfortable also to share that with your father? Have your father discussed that with you to say, this is a, a process of human development you are growing or whatsoever, yeah? When you masturbate and you see, or oh, first time you had sex, you see that there's something coming out. You understand? So there's something wrong in our families. Okay, I pause the... Uh, Thank you, Pastor. Are you muted? Volume, mute. Mute, okay. Yeah. Um, I will say that um, we, we are living in a world whereby um, the moral degeneration is very much apparent. So they actually manifest in so many ways. That is why today we have the gender-based violence as, as we are discussing now. It's because of the moral degeneration in the society because that's how it started. Then it also manifested in so many ways. That, but that's where it started. And I also like to add to what Betuel has said. Um, we don't have what we call the nuclear families because the nuclear family consists of mom, dad, and the siblings. But when you look, majority of us, it's either you're staying with, mainly most of us were raised by our, our, our mothers and, and stuff like that. So we grow up in the society whereby we like the, the, the people who can act the role models. So that is why we, we go to the street and when we get there, we actually adapt into the cultures, then we, that is why we, we find ourselves in the in the situation whereby um, there is so gender-based violence because of, of such 
So I will say that our families are broken. That is why we find ourselves in this type of a situation. So I will definitely agree to what Betuel has said. Um, it's because of the broken families that um, so manifestation of, of such things they actually um, led to gender-based violence. So yeah, I'll pause for now. Let me add a question to the span. I, um, I you want to answer or you want to... Oh, let me ask first. Let me ask my question okay. and you add on okay. to it. So sure. really, as we've had the discussion about culture, society, religion, and so forth, now it impacts our role in terms of how we are as men today. I want to ask the question that relates to us as black men. Um, considering that we have this discussion about white privilege, systemic racism, do you think there's an equal, fair judgment to say that that equally should be put in the same light as male privilege or patriarchy? So as we speak about systemic racism and, and white privilege, should that be challenged in the same sense? Should we give the same weight oh, to something such definitely. as male privilege and patriarchy? Bakiso, you can answer. Or if you can continue, add on to whatever you wanted to add from the previous discussion. And then the rest will participate okay. after that. Cool. I wanted to, to say, I think everything that we've said can also be taken back to, I know we spoke about culture and religion. There's also beliefs. Um, I know in many of our, of our communities, women must know their place. So that's what we're being told. Uh, it's like even after slaughtering a cow, they'll say certain parts cannot be eaten by women. So you grow up uh, as, as a boy child in a family, if there's uncles and grandpas and all that, you grow up with the mentality that you are better than a woman. So when you're talking to, it's just the two of you, you and this lady, you know she's wrong, you caught her cheating or whatever, and then she talks back. To you, it's like she's disrespecting me um, because where I'm from, I have this status, and then she's challenging that. I'll show her who I, who I am. That's, that's where it can also like lead to gender-based violence. And then after killing the lady, you're like, oh, what have I done? And then you try and whatever, whatever, whatever. They'll say they're crazy. But I think beliefs as well. That's how we were brought up. Um, and then what was the next question again? Um, Systemic racism. Uh, do, do you, do you yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, I want to add to that. And I think, I think Tafazo can obviously relate to this. Um, you know, when a woman talks back, my man, it's, it's normal for women to talk. When I say it's normal for women to talk back, that is how they express themselves. And I'm saying that because even in my relationship of three and a half years, my girlfriend knows what buttons to press to piss me off. She knows. She sort of trick to her. It's, it's easy. That is where it comes to self-control. Because she does push those buttons. It's up to me to decide what to do. Because you get the you know, celebrities out there where they even post videos where they, the girl purposefully does something. And the guy snaps or, or actually retaliates. Hence why it's also the belief system and how you decide to react to what those things are. So if you're not taught of self-control, you, you're going to struggle. Simple as that. Like it's, it's, it's really a thing of if you can't control yourself, you're bound to go with the wind. So if a girl pisses you off, you're going to hit. If this happens, you're going to react to it. So when it comes back to um, black and white men, you know, I personally feel that there's a, there's a tradition of, of, of entitlement. And obviously there's privilege. 
since whites have been privileged from the very beginning, it's normal for us to accept that they're privileged. Ah, no, he's a white guy. That's why he got it. It's not supposed to be like that. This is supposed to be a line whereby, like, no, no, let's be fair. But because we're used to it, and a white guy gets the job, we're okay. We're like, ah, it's white, man. And no, we're supposed to fight it. We're supposed to speak out. And when we speak out against that, it'll give us the power to slow it down. Because remember, white privilege is, is, is as simple as racism back then all the way to now in a nice disguised form as, okay, cool, you got money, cool. But money from where? And then you must remember, us blacks, when we do get a chance to make money, we keep it within ourselves. We don't share it. Because you know what? You know, once we get it, we got to keep it. Because I, I, be I must do better than him. The problem that I believe we'll have is that there's a separation with blacks. When I say the separation with blacks, me being a Zambian and staying in South Africa for a good few years, I've been called him a quite because I don't speak uh, Zulu or whatever the case may be. So already blacks are fighting me. Now I must fight blacks and the whites. I'm already going to lose. As long as we unite as blacks, we unite together to find a standing so that we can break this privilege of the whites and blacks. But for as long as us were fighting ourselves, yeah, the whites are busy making their money. Okay, like they always okay. do. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to let Jeff next. Um, but just, just in co- to explain more in context of what I was asking. Um, oh, sorry, man. <laughs> so I was explaining the context between white privilege and male privilege. Is there any correlation? Should, we, should they be treated the same way? Um, but I'm going to let Taf speak since he raised his hand. Then anyone else sure. get to raise your hand, right? Taf. Alrighty. Um, so, yeah, in the context of your question, I agree wholeheartedly, 100%, that they both should be treated the same because they're exactly the same thing. Both are systematic in their nature. Uh, white privilege is systemic in the sense that it uh, oppresses black people at on a large scale in terms of our opportunities, what we can get and whatnot. And then even male privilege is systemic in the sense that for the same job or for the same level of achievement, a woman is praised less or rewarded less than a man. So uh, because of those things, I would say they need to be addressed pretty much the same way. So we can't be on one side fighting the uh, Black Lives Matter cause and saying this, this. So we're actually in a very like unique spot as black men because it's like you're fighting one cause as Black Lives Matter. Guys, white people, please uh, treat us equally. Please let us come to, we're not seeking revenge, but we do need some sort of understanding from your part of what you did to us and at least uh, some recognition of that and maybe some compensation for that. Again, that is debatable. On the other front, we are the same guys who are benefiting from a systemic male uh, system that puts always puts us ahead. Like people have sure. mentioned already in the household, you as a boy, you're not sent to go clean the clothes. You're not sent to go uh, uh, clean up the house or whatever. Whereas it's a duty and a requirement for your sister to do the, to do that. And it might not be. Um, the question then becomes: How do we break these systemic uh, things? I think from a uh, a, a gender-based violence point of view. Uh, someone mentioned something about fathers, and uh, I, this was a discussion I was having with uh, Sia the other day, is that because the 10-year-old boy who has two girlfriends has a particular role model out there, 
and means that from a societal base, more than just the father. Firstly, the father is the biggest stone. I think Bethel mentioned that the father is the biggest implementer of a new creation and a new guidance for a new son or a new a new, a new child growing up. But over and above that, like Kay said, from a society point of view, we need the cool guys now to be uh, the the guys who are doing the responsible thing. You know, the cool guy can't be the guy who's doing the 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 uh, nonsense behavior. Do you get what I'm saying? Because currently, that's who the cool guy is. The guy who who's doing uh, 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 all the the wrong things, going out there, uh, be it murdering, staying out late at night, beating women, calling himself the boss. That's right now the cool guy in the eyes of the child, which we we need to change that narrative from a society point of view. Is the, the cool guy has to be the guy who's staying committed to his girlfriend, the guy who's going to work regularly every day, the guy who's giving back to his community. That needs to be the image that kids see regularly. And the more they see that, or the more they see someone who's different from what they see in their society, the more they'll probably try to aspire to be like that guy. Um, yeah, that's my point. Okay, so I still erased your hand and pass all afterwards. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, to the question. Uh, I don't think we should be treating the privilege that men have uh, in the same light as racism. Racism and um, the systemic things that South Africa as a country has, even the whole world. Uh, first of all, in the company that I'm working at, and I'm sure it's, it's, it's true for a lot of us, there's, I know they're male, but there's more white in those leadership roles. Um, and then also the society looks at a company that has a white man as a CEO in a different light to a company that has a darky there. There's an assumption that we, we don't know what we're doing. Um, so that one, we can deal with it by having our own things, buying from people that look like us because also... I know it's wrong, but that's what's happening. And I think that's my cure for that one. But uh, I don't think we should be looking at it. It's like we will be fighting two battles. Um, uh, it's systemic racism and there's also patriarchy. I, I don't think we should be looking at them the same way. They, uh, we can almost trace the, what's this? Um, gender-based violence, we, we don't know what causes it, but we can almost trace it in South Africa to say, okay, cool, we, we can say the way someone was brought up, uh, the community, because we know when a lady passes, we're gonna go all those type of things. We can almost trace it, but with the systemic racism and just black people being cut from succeeding in these farms and just the country, that one is a different thing, it's a totally different thing. I don't think we should be looking at them the same way. We will lose badly, actually. They should be different battles. I know there's, um, you know, we can fight on the air, we can fight on the ground, but the other one is up there, the other one is on the ground, I think. Okay, Beto. Thanks, Peter. I, I, I agree with, with, with Pakiso. We can't, we can't deal with these two societal issues uh, in the same way because the context of your 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 question 
it insinuates what is happening in society, making gender-based violence a synonym of abuse against women and children. And where, where do we belong? Gender-based violence is not a synonym of the abuse of a, a woman, no. It can't be, it's not true. Therefore, I, I agree with him 100%. And we must understand that the white supremacy as a system is the one which make, uh, made us to find ourselves in the, in the situations that we are right now. Yep. Why do we have, why, do we, why don't we have role models, father figures? You can trace that when, during uh, 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 the era of slavery, whereby men were taken away from their families. Therefore, this system of white supremacy is the one which killed the black families and society. We can trace that. And it becomes generational. You, 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 you understand. Uh, but also as men, as black men, we must not lose touch with reality. Uh, uh, in terms of, of, of the change of gender roles. Women are, are, are doing very well uh, in academia space, at work. Therefore, we, we need to, to understand that uh, there are women who can, who, can, who can do garden better than me as a man, you understand? I, I think if we can understand that even what Pakiso said to say, but I disagree with him when he said, uh, in culture, there are certain things that uh, are, are designated for men. Therefore, you will feel as if you are, you are, you are more powerful than women. I, no, I, I, I don't agree to that. Those are, they were gender roles. Then we must understand that the world is changing. The way we do things, Therefore, we have to accept and not lose touch with reality that the, the role that was designated for men, actually there are certain women who can do better than us. And that does not make me less a man. You understand? If my lady or my woman or your girlfriend or your wife is any more than you, you must not feel threatened by that because that income comes in your own families to do certain things. You understand? Those are some of the things that lead to gender-based violence, but I disagree to say we have to deal uh, with these two issues in the same way. No, Peter. No. Thanks. Um, I don't see any other hands, so I guess I can progress the conversation unless someone wants to put in a last opinion. I guess there's no one. Okay, then. Yeah, I sorry, man. I'm back. I'm back. I said sorry for something quick. Okay. Um, yes, man. Uh, I, just, I just want to add to those guys' points you just mentioned, man. Just and even with the, can you hear me? Yeah, you just close off on the, this particular aspect. I just, I just off. Even what what Beto just mentioned as well of breaking the families. You know, I actually just thought about it, especially now. Um, just came into mind, especially with the construction industry. So now, construction industry is indirect slavery, uh, as my point of view. And the reason why I'm saying that is because me being a manager and having black guys under me and having them to work extremely hard to get things done, it's, it's quite a lot. And my exposure to them, because they're older than me, different women, and they'll make a child there. 
Now, remember with slavery, when you take you from your house here, they'll take you to another place. So you're used to making something and detaching yourself. It's become a normal thing. That is why you'd find a lot of kids now, they're used to their dads, you know, they'll leave. Like, hey, where's dad? He's gone. He's gone to another site or another place to go and work. And because of his absence, the child believes that, ah, even me, I can make a child and just leave. So I really think that what, what Bethel just mentioned now is, is actually very, very, and I think we should actually make this a topic because, you know, that is where it stems when, when kids are not getting raised well, especially now with broken families and whatnot. I think that point was actually very important. But yeah, sorry to add that there. Okay, great. I think we can progress. Um, I had another question. Um, this was obviously another woman asked this question in the sense of, as a man, do you think it's your responsibility to call out a family member, a friend, in the case where they are accused of either sexual assault, rape, or any other form of uh, a, a, any act against women? in terms of their own free will. Do you, do you think, supposed to call them out. Yeah, so basically the question is, do you, have, do you believe that as a, as, as a man, if your family member or your friend was to be accused of either one of these acts, you have a responsibility to actively, publicly call them out? Or do you believe that it's purely a case of whereby, up to my discretion, because I don't know whether they did it or not, because I was not there. Until the law takes its part, I won't have an opinion. Yeah. Let me just, can I just start that story, man? Um, I think with that one, it's, it's really going to be dependent on the person. Um, and the reason why I'm saying that, you know, some cases whereby it's a child who has done something like that, let's say he's 17, 16, he has made an error. You know, to call him out at such a young age, you're going to basically damage his, his growth and development as a person because you need to talk to him first and correct him. But if it's a thing of a, a serial act that the person keeps on doing, they have to be called out and we're supposed to be responsible for that because if you keep quiet, you're just responsible. You know, it's like seeing someone drown and you leave them to drown. Do you get what I'm saying? So calling out a person, yes, I think we have to do it, family members or not. But I think in a, pub, in, in a private space, um, unless you don't care about your family member, you want to embarrass him, okay, that's your slice. But generally, out of respect, I think in a private setting, just call out the person, speak to them. If they don't listen, man, They'll, they'll get caught or you just have to expose them, you know? So well, that's my input. Yeah, well, um, earlier, I was actually leading towards that question, uh, just asking everybody if they actually have um, someone in their family, whether close or distant, that uh, has actually uh, raised their hand and uh, so forth. But you've, you've asked the question, and just to lead on to what uh, Kay was saying, I think that uh, whether young or old, you should be um, called upon or you should um, uh, address the, the situation. But before one does that, you need to firstly assess the situation. And by that, I mean, um, if you know of someone, because you also, Peter, mentioned that, uh, do you just let it go because you weren't there? So that's, that's basically assessing the situation. Was I there? Okay, I wasn't there, but has it been dealt by elders as culturally slash religion? It would uh, be proposed that it is. So it, it also has to go through certain processes, but I know uh, of myself having, uh, being in, in a way, reprimanding someone for um, either making a comment 
that is in a way gender-based uh, or yeah violent um, or they were thinking of doing something uh, but you know because i had to like uh, interject there you know just to make them think through it because sometimes as as niggas we just hard-headed you know and that's straight facts um but it takes i think that step of being able to open up even though you 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 might not be or might not have experienced the same thing but it's just when you open up it also gives that next person um that ability to actually question themselves and that's where it should be going whereby niggas just need to question themselves as to is what i'm as what i'm doing right or wrong you know and yeah that's 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 just my young two cents Cassius, i saw you raised your hand no, I will definitely say we should actually expose them. We don't have to protect um, the people who are perpetrating gender-based violence um, because on the basis of proximity, just because as Peter will try to pretend as if I don't see what's going on, we should actually expose it. And even if it's a family members, we should actually take um, the corrective measures to correct it. We don't have to protect it because what is happening now, it, it, we, we live with such people in the community and we protect them. That is why this thing is actually increasing rapidly because we don't expose them so that we can actually take um, the corrective measures. Because me and you, we know that these things, they actually start even at the rest level. There are those people that we know from the rest who are abusing women. We know them. In the rooms, um, someone is already expecting someone to cook for him, uh, all those type of things. So we should actually expose them and take the corrective measures to report them. But at the very same time, we must not do it in a purpose way of um, when I hear the allegations about Pete, I'm already posting them on the social media even before I can actually get the background of the story and what's happening. We don't have to do that. We, we have to try to deal with it in a very um, sensitive manner and try to take um, the corrective measures. But we don't have to do it in a very populist manner and try to, we don't have to do it in this way. But I think the ladies want to know that we must reaffirm that we don't want to protect the abusers. We want to expose them. And yeah, that should I, be the I line think, of the matter. <laughs> I think you are in a way contradicting yourself there, Kesha. Because you're saying we must expose, but we mustn't expose in a particular way. So what then does exposure mean? If you can just clarify that one. Um, context. Before, before you answer, obviously, I know that also want to see that also because he hasn't said anything. I know Piazoli also raised your hand. Um, so after Kesha, see, I don't know if you might have some input, you've been very quiet in your class, then Piazoli also Kesha, you can proceed. No, Debza, I'm, I'm saying, um, I think sometimes there was this Twitter thing where the people they were exposing the abusers and what, 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 what. Some of the stories, they were, some of the allegations they were not true. And I'm saying we have to deal it with a very um, sensitive manner. If you hear something, you have to at least try to come to Peter, have a background, not try to be populist. Whenever you hear something in facing you, just you are rushing to No, hence I'm saying let's try to be sensitive. But at the very same time, we must expose such things. For instance, like recently, there was a guy from from a certain university who swindled some girl and money. Um, as the guys we took um, 
we took a responsibility to expose that guy and yeah we have vehemently condemned such actions so hence i'm saying but at the same time let us not try to be popular when we are doing such things but uh, we should expose them if, if we have to so i'm not necessarily um contradicting myself okay sure gents i hope you guys are ready so my uh i think it's a very interesting Hola. Yeah, Jen, so just to add my uh, two cents, uh, I was going to say, in our, to help in our fight against uh, gender-based violence, I think also our government needs to take decisive actions in terms of the response centers that are already in place. For example, our policing. If you look at what most of the people that have killed women, somewhere, somehow, you always find a trace of them in the system, either... Uh, whether a case, a domestic violence case was ever open against them. So I'd say also our government definitely does need to assist us in this fight because I think as much as the men are having conversations, if we do have weak response centers, that being your police officers, if a police officer is the first respondent, if you look at their attitude towards gender-based uh, violence victims, you'd see that most of our policing actually does not even give a damn about what happens to to women and children abuse. So I would say, gently, yes, also needs to take clear, decisive action. I mean, like the president just addressed us, I think two days ago, and the man just named, the man just went on to list all the women who were victims of gender-based violence and closed his mouth. There was nothing to say, this is what the government is doing. I just heard billions that were, there were billions that were in the, in the past invested in, I'm assuming, gender-based related programs, but we are not seeing anything practical and tangible in smaller communities where we see a lot of violence taking place. So I'd say also our, uh, what is our stance as the government against death penalty, for example, as one of the punishments that were previously there? Because for some odd reason, South African men have a very, I would say the South African man has a very strange relationship with police because 30 years ago, us and the police was a, was a very, very interesting relationship to a point where we actually respected that center of authority. Pass, fast forward, post-1994, we take over the very same system and we become our own worst enemies. So, yeah, gents, I think also government definitely needs to raise its hand so that we can actually find out what is their position around this issue. Sure. Let me ask Peso to, to, to have his, his input. Can, can I just add to that? Can I add to Can I just add to Lozipo's thing, man? Just, just, just yeah. to get that, you know, that, that past that uh, post-94 period, the reason is why it's like that is because people who came into power are people's friends. Like, ah, this guy's my friend, so what are you telling me to do? So I think there's also compatibility that the power that is given is given to power of people that are comfortable and because of that system that is there, they will not take them seriously. But I mean, if you put like a white person there, there was fear because they didn't care who you were, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, in terms of that, yeah, I wanted to add to that. Good point, man. Okay, Beso. Yeah, uh, Nozipo made a very, very, very good point. Uh, uh, just a point, just a point, his name is Sia. Sia. I'm very sorry. Um, yeah, you made a very, very good point. 
I think also it's it's pointless also to have this budget billions and everything, but there's no practical practical uh, uh, strategies, you know, to say in dealing with this because we can't have these discussions forever. We can't be talking, 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 but uh, there is no change. You understand? In order to have a to be the catalyst of change, there has to be to be practical uh, uh, systems in place and. Uh, the problem with our state or with those who are in power is that uh, politicians, they don't involve experts and professionals to actually lead them. They want to lead everywhere and that is a problem. But coming to your question to expose the perpetrators, I agree with Keshias. Uh, my brother, you spoke so, so, so beautiful on that point to say we have to be careful about the sensitivity of, of these issues. It's important to have analysis and assessment and be certain that Betuel is a perpetrator. Jens, uh, I'm working in, in a space whereby uh, I'm dealing with these issues. Uh, for instance, here in the Val, uh, in Gauteng, I we do have a multi multidisciplinary meetings with different stakeholders. And many women, yes, they report cases of rape. But I can guarantee you in the last financial year, there's no one case of rape that was prosecuted in the court of law. Why is it so? These women, yes, they will expose better raped me. But when we have to deal with these issues, we have these two Tuzela care centers which are available in, in, in hospitals. You don't have only to go to a police if you are a victim of rape. You can go to hospital and look for that centers. There are social workers there, there are psychologists, there are advocates who will prepare you, there are doctors, medical doctors to take tests and everything and prepare you for the court case. But suddenly, because it's your right, you withdraw the case. You understand? But mind you that that guy that you said he alleged raped you, before even he was prosecuted in the court of law, he's a rapist in our eyes. So we have to be very careful of that. And I, make, I can make a, another example of, that is well known, Jens. This thing, I don't know of social media, we are, there's a hype, we are looking for, for likes and everything. Uh, I'm not gonna be long, Peter, on this one. Uh, you will see also these videos that are trending. You are having sex with your girlfriend, intimate, intimate relationship, in, in your private space, suddenly these things, they go viral. Same with the minister, uh, last minister, Gigaba. We saw, imagine it into your mouth, okay? It's even trending now, but we don't know the lady. That is a danger of exposing without, you understand, we know Gika because it's Gika, but no one is saying anything about the person. You understand, this person, already the, your reputation is damaged. It's the same with us guys. If you put a lady there, you're having sex with her, you're showing us her face and assets and everything. We are focusing on that lady. She's a bitch, this and that. No one is saying anything about you. 
So, Peter, in that context, I think we need to, yes, we need to expose abusers, but we have to gather our facts uh, properly and be certain that Betuel actually is a perpetrator. Otherwise, we'll, 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 we'll damage many reputations of, of people. And uh, to rebuild your reputation, it, it, it's a lifetime. Thanks. Sorry, just just to add to that, man. I just wanted to add. This is like a true story. Um, so one of my friends who stayed in Branston with me, obviously he stayed there before I moved there. Um, he had one of these ladies come over to his place, and you know, one of his ladies that you get, and then you 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 partake in uh, in physical activities. So in the event that happens, um, there's obviously an expectation of the woman, and after that, the lady was expecting a certain amount of money, but that girl's like, no, you came here by your choice. You know, we we consented to this. And because she wanted money, she called the police and said it was a rape case. Um, the sad thing about that, this is a friend of mine, and was with a friend that you know. Now, this is actually happening. And what do you do there? So what had happened was he became himself. He's like, cool, let's go to the police. He called the police, let the police come to the house. They took him to the police station. They confirmed the story. Then the lady only later confirmed, like, no, no, I was just lying. So what, what happens then? When you go, you damage a guy's reputation because remember, you also have got power as a woman. And that thing between your legs is the power. And when now you expose it and use it to your advantage, and now you do not get your result, you transform everything. And now I say, no, it's rape. What happens to us then? So you're telling me, Keisha, you're going to come and accuse me because she told you that first. What about my side? What if I'm like, no, bro, she came on to me. She dragged me. Because you're forgetting that women can also do something to you. It's a matter of just putting a little pill in your drink. And when you're gone, and then she's going to do whatever she has to do. When you're done, then she's got your baby, you know? So, guys, let's, 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 let's also look at both sides. That's why I'm telling you, it has to be a private setting first. You have to get the facts. Once you get the facts, then you expose the person. Because at the end of the day, it's easy to cry rape. It's easy to cry murder. Like, obviously, with, with this whole policing thing and this Karen um, trending in America where a white lady would just call the police and say, oh, this black man is assaulting me, even though he's just standing there doing nothing. It's those small things that women also do as well. So we need to control that as well, you know? So honestly, man, exposing a person, it has to come up evidence. It has to come from a place where there's actual substance and proof because, man, it's easy to cry rape. It's easy to cry wolf, you know? I'm glad we had this kind of conversation regarding accusations and what we had because I was hoping we were going to find I want to know, because even as a guy, I don't know what to do. If I see, let's say, my, one of you guys was to be accused of rape, currently I would not know how to respond. Should I blame you? Should I ask you first? What's the best protocol? Because then if, let's say, for example, I side with the guy, or let's say it's the opposite way around, it's the girl who comes to me and says, the guy, you come to me and say your girlfriend beat you up. And if I side with you, maybe the other person feels like you're choosing a side. And you see, that's the complex thing. That's why I wanted to have this kind of conversation. But I think another conversation that was among the questions was the issue of consent. And maybe I can ask Taff and then we can move around from there. Consent in the sense of alcohol being involved. You have two people who are not sober. So let's say you have two adults. They're both 18 or 25. They go to a party. They're both drinking. Both uh, they're drinking, they go to one of the rooms there the guy starts kissing the girl i'm, I'm just painting a scenario um they both drunk in that particular sense 
Um, there's no in indication of, let's say, a case of where someone says no. It, do you believe in the context of sober thoughts, uh, drunk actions is actually true in sense of that, must we hold someone accountable in a sense of whereby you're drunk, both of you, and then one person says, I was violated, but that's in a context of where both people are, are not sober. What is your take on that, Stafford? Okay. Um, so my thinking is that, yeah, consent is a very real thing. Um, it's interesting you bring this up because I think we all, uh, I don't know if you all know it. Uh, uh, I forget the name of the artist who was involved in the consent issue recently. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Sjava, I think it's, yeah, it is Sjava. Uh, Sjava was involved in the, with the ladies of Ma, right? Um, they had the issue of consent whereby, and there was quite a lot of debate and uh, public opinion based on that. And it's interesting, C and I also came to a, a, a funny understanding of this uh, a concept called popular truth and populist truth. So that's truth that you, you believe just because everyone else says it's true. Then there's the real objective truth, which is what truly happened. Now, some of that stuff can never be found out because some of these things only happen in an intimate setting. So uh, just to get certain things clear, I do, I do believe that some people, when they drink, you can black out and whatever, but I've never had the experience of getting so drunk that I don't remember what I did. I can, I can probably forget certain sequences of events, but I've never gotten to a, a point where I, I completely don't remember what I did. So I would say that all of that would speak to that by the choice of getting drunk, I will be responsible for all my actions whilst I am drunk. Uh, because you made that at least at a sober state, you decided to get drunk knowing your behavior afterwards. So that's my thinking there. So back to this Java story. So if you remember it, there was, a, there was an ongoing back and forth of, um, and the story came down to, it was a, a certain night, uh, they were sleeping together, and well, it was one of those where they were just sleeping, and then Java turned around, the man wants uh, something, something in the middle of the night. Uh, Lady Zamar says she, she proceeded to be opening, opening up to him, and then he, then I think she probably changed her mind or something, something along those lines, and then he proceeded to rape her, as is her story. Now, that was very debatable, and, and especially in the office between me and Sia, because we're like, at first we're like very pros Java. We're like, hey, you can't call that rape because the minute you turned around and you opened up like that, your, your signals, especially your bodily signals, are saying yes, right? And there is a bit of this game of consent. Now, uh, just to bring, tie in another point here, it's, it brings in this thing where women like to play hard to get. And that, make, that brings about some confusion when it comes to consent. Because women like to say, uh, okay, I can say no to you for now, but I, it means I'm saying no to you, but try harder. What, that's confusing to us as men because we're like, but then you, on the flip side, you're saying, I need to give you consent 
you can't, if I say no, it means no. So which no is it this time? Do you get what I'm saying? Is this a no of try harder or no, no, don't stop right now? It's, I do believe we intrinsically know in our hearts when someone is saying no, uh, even from a bodily point of view and whatnot. But again, I think this one can also is, is falls on the women's side to also be clear with that. They can't, they can't expect us to always take ownership for this consent thing. If I'm, I'm, at least guys are straightforward. You know what I want. You know what I'm doing. I'm coming out for, to get this thing. So be clear with me. Don't play games with me. Either say no deliberately and consent is a real thing. If I understand that you're saying no, I should stop as a guy. Uh, but if your no is confusing, uh, that leads to these now he said, he said, she said, she did this. So to me, that means she wants... I don't know stories. Um, yeah, that's my thinking on uh, this okay, story. Okay. Okay. Yo, um, so, wait, so wait, my view wait, on this. Pakiso first, then you go after. Sure thing, man. Sure thing. Yeah. So, yo, this thing is tough. It's actually on the women. Uh, I have a, okay, it's not a friend. We are distant relatives. He's currently serving time in prison. So what happened, and I'm sure it's like, it's a foregone conclusion. Everyone believes this is what's happening. And it's almost like a contract, a social contract. Um, this guy calls the lady, let's meet, uh, let's go out, you know, for some drinks. And then the girl comes. The guy is expecting to get something for the investment at the end of the, of the, of the night. Buys the girl drinks, buys the girl drinks. They're chilling. She's chilling on his lap. It's a great time. Now they're supposed to leave now, um, you know, to go like finish the contract now. The lady refuses to go. It's like refusing. Um, I know for guys like you, maybe, you know, Laporte's like, you know, you'll think hard and be like, okay, whatever. It's just money. I'll make more money. But for guys in our hoods, um they don't believe in that it's like Uzopuzaman, eh? who do you want to drink that's my money and you're gonna pay for it that happens so i think in this instance we need to be in a we need to i don't know let our ladies know that if you're not willing to sleep with this guy at the end of the night don't drink what they're buying for you or make it clear that yo dude let's know we know it's not gonna happen others will even go further they know they don't want to do this with this guy. They drank this guy's money. They go to his house. And then the guy wants to smash. It's his environment. He feels comfortable. He'll do whatever. And then they do it. So, yeah. Consent in that, like, for a lot of guys, it doesn't work like that. For us, we'll definitely think and be like, okay, whatever, dude. You drank my money. Whatever. Bounce. There's more ladies out there. But other guys really take it serious, and it'll be a fine. Yeah. I think it's another thing we need to talk about. Okay, you can speak. And then yeah. after that, better. cool man. Uh, guys, honestly speaking, now this this topic now it's it's a topic that no one can ever win. Um, the reason why I'd say that is because alcohol is a social lubricant. You know, once you pour it in, you're gonna you're gonna get results. You know, and uh, when I put it like that, you know, a guy knows if a girl is drunk or tipsy, she's less. She's got less control of herself. She's more loose. 
So it's kind of like putting that in to get something out. But then I always ask the question, why were you in the room in the first place? Why did you come with me in the first place? Where were you going? Because at the end of the day, you know, if, our, if, if we are that direct as men and the woman knows us guys, we like to smash. And that's the plan. If a guy is hitting on you, the guy is speaking to smash. There's no guy going to buy you alcohol just to shake your hand and say, hey, see you next time. No, they're expecting something at the end of the day. So that language is already communicated and people must stop playing this game of, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Because initially, how did the girl get to the guy's room? How do they go get to the guy's place? How do you get into the guy's car? You know, it only becomes a problem when you get dragged and get taken there. Then it's that, that's a different case. Like what happened? Oh no, they took me there. But if you walked with the guy, why were you walking with him if you didn't expect anything? Because we should now be real. If a guy is the dog, cool, I'm okay. No, not, not guys are dogs. I'm, let me take that back. If a guy is a guy and he's coming back to his nature and he wants to smash, he wants to smash. There's no ways, like was Java's case, why was Lady Samai lying in the bed with him in the first place? Were they holding hands? Were they, were they there to just talk? Were they watching a movie? The fact that that is happening and he knew what he wanted, he expected something. You check. I have a question. So, so consent, consent is actually something whereby you have to agree before you even start drinking. I can tell you that now. Because, you know, I can give you alcohol, your no will become a yes. And when I say that, you'll be like, ah, she's drunk, she doesn't even know how to respond, ah, come, come, come. And I mean, by the time you're in bed with her, she's not going to resist that much because she's intoxicated. So at the end of the day, alcohol being involved is really the problem. And for me, and that happens to me, even when I go to parties that I used to go to back then, I, I didn't initiate when it comes to women, especially when there's alcohol involved. And even my current girlfriend, I've already told her, look, babe, I don't like alcohol. She does drink. I told her I don't like alcohol. And whenever we engage, she must initiate, not me. Me now, I'm going to go sleep. If you want to do something, you must start, not me. Because if I start and you are tired, ah, I'm raping you. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> but I mean, but you, you see, there's a problem there already. You check. So personally speaking, that consent must come before alcohol is involved, period. And then your relationship status has to be agreed on. Are we friends? Chap. Who's going to rape their friend for friends? Ladies Ama and Zjaba, he's what you want. It's what they thought together. Hence why, like, ah, man, I want something tonight. He's going to try his luck. Now he's called rape. Then there's going to be a populist, um, you know, what, what um, Taf said. There's going to be that. But once you become a celebrity, it's already a problem. But the fact of the matter is consent needs to happen way before anything else happens. And if it's to be safe for a guy, let the lady initiate, period, just to save yourself. You'll be like, oh, no, she touched me, bro. I didn't do anything. Because remember, <laughs> you know, when, when, it, when, it comes to, when it comes to men, we know how to, we don't know how to say no when it comes to a woman. Uh, for example, a woman will come and start touching me. I'll be like, ah, don't touch me, but I'm allowed to touch me. I want it, but I'm gonna act like I don't want it. Ah, don't touch me, I'll do that. But when it comes to a woman, she would say that. But the guy is too forward, he's too thirsty. He won't see anything. He's gonna keep trying his luck. And guess what? When the girl finally opens, ah, he's in. And then guess what? Only when it's done, do you decide if it's rape or not. That's the problem. And I don't like this thing especially because I've got female friends and friends who have been affected by this to a point whereby they're having fun. You know what, another thing, guys, we're forgetting, um, I'm going to be honest with you, there actually are some women out there who are, are, are pimping out chicks. You do know that, right? Yes. And it's a thing of whereby they'll bring, like, they'll have guy friends who are thirsty. And they're like, no, I know this girl. They'll bring these girls, they'll bring them through, they'll drink together and whatnot. But why don't they blame those girls? Because Stop. those girls 
pull those girls with who these guys are. So you see, there's a big cycle here that needs to be broken somewhere. And that's why the agreement or consent has to happen before alcohol is involved. Because let's be honest, guys, when alcohol is in, I, we know there's problems, bro. Okay, Bethel? Yeah. Sure, 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 Peter. Peter, uh, what you are raising uh, is very important and it boils down to the communication. And many relationship, relationships have a problem of communication because concern basically is communication, effective way of, of communicating to say, now let's get intimate. And, and sometimes we need to be frank. You know, there's something wrong with us. I understand that we are experiencing abuse, but there's something wrong with, with us as men because you even rape a three-year-old child which is the totally rape, we understand, whether it's concerned or not concerned and whatever. But there is something wrong with many of us. I don't know psychologically or mentally, there's absolutely something wrong. And I agree that if we need to be frank also with, with these ladies, if you come to my place or we go for a pub to have some few drinks, uh, I want to be intimate with you. And we must not uh, discuss these things in a half sober mind or uh, when we are drunk. We have to be, we are old enough, you understand? And we must not push at the corner by these ladies. You, you understand? If you are here and I want to get intimate, I will tell you. I'm, I will tell you, I'm attracted to you. I, I, I love your I love your shape, how you look. Yes, in a respectful manner, but you, we need to, to be honest. And this is must be a, a, a culture that we must we must we must start as young people. You understand? If you are not interested in me, you are not interested. And also we must not use alcohol or use material things in order to attract this woman to, to smash them. And although I don't like this thing of smashing, because even them, they smash us. You know, when we have sex, it's given. Yeah, they smash us too. So it must not be. It must not be done as if it's us who are in control and in charge. Yeah, they must be in charge as well. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> they have to be in charge. Yeah. So, so the issue of concern must be done in a sober, not half sober, sober mind. And if I'm attracted to you, I want to have sex with you, we need to talk about Even if we go for a drinks, even when you said, no, I can't be well, then it's fine. We understand. But we have to do it in a very sober mind. Sure, Peter. Uh before, before yes, okay. Yeah, before Cassius uh, just just jumps in, I just have a question, James. Nah. Um, does it now mean because I'm hearing uh, uh, the guys uh, say that we must speak about consent before even alcohol is placed? But my question is, does that now mean if I'm going to go out uh, to a pub uh, with a girl who is could be a friend or whatnot. Does that mean that 
automatic I want to smash if we go back to my place? That's that's just my question, because I, I don't think the the or maybe I'm just I don't know. I'm maybe let me yeah, rather play the devil's advocate mm -hmm. and ask that question. Yeah. Okay, cash us. That's all. Then we'll, anyone else wants to answer, we'll answer. You're muted. So, gents, let me just take a stab at that uh, question. Look, gents. Uh, to be quite honest, being a father to a three-year-old, the issue of consent becomes a real one for me because my son has started to interact with other females. So for me, the reality of the question would be, how do I teach this three-year-old how to interact with women, even to a point where he needs to know when consent is right or wrong, for example. And for me, right. I feel what I would have to do as a father would be to be, I would have to have transparent conversations with this guy. I'll be like, dude, what is your objectives? If you are out there in the dating space, let's talk about your objectives. If you are going out, what is your end goal every time you go out with your friends, for example? And son, if your objectives for that night are working out, please ensure that if a woman, because I have the support of his mother, if a woman says this, please son, read that as a sign to being no. So I think it will be proactive. We need to be very i think us as parents now because i think everyone in this group will have an opportunity to to raise a son or a daughter in future but i think the responsibility would be on us to have those transparent conversations where we don't know and we need clarity let's say from the law let's consult those stakeholders so that when we raise up our children our children are clear from a, a legal perspective they are clear from a psychological perspective in the sense to say, if you're interacting with the female, son, please also look out for one, two, three, four, five, for example, because it's both the responsibility of me as his father and his mother to actually teach him what consent is actually about. I don't think it's gonna be the responsibility of the male figure only in a household to teach his kids, whether it be male or female, what consent or what true consent is so i think some of them uh, some of our parenting tools will have to be vetted because we are facing new social ills and some of the social ills that i didn't think we would have to come across would be consent but now somehow consent has become a vague dark uncertain point where now we don't even know when a woman has said no or yes so i think it will need uh, we need to collaborate. I think we will definitely need to collaborate and actually vet some of our parenting techniques because that's a true struggle that I'll have to go through. And right now, I don't have the right answers, but the only thing that I know is I'll have to let my gut down and teach my son from a point of transparency. If that he, if he takes that, he takes it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. So, yeah. Kashos, then Kay. Um, I think... Yeah, I just, guys... nah, just go, go, go. Oh, okay. I think, yes, guys, we should also refrain from the culture of layering girls with drinks because sometimes don't try to do it in a very nice way. Like, I buy you drinks so that I can sleep with you because if it's like that, it's going to lack consent. You know, um, I think your transaction from the very onset, it must be clear. I buy you drinks so that I can sleep with you because when it comes to, for instance, when it comes to Abu Mahosha, it's straightforward. I give you my money. I'm on top of you like that's how it is so sometimes the issue of we must also try to try to diagonize what what constitutes consent because 
because sometimes yeah we, we 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 don't know because i can walk with you all the way from val then we get to Pochistrum, then you say no you were not ready you did not consent but we travel all the way from val how, how did you not consent what you were hoping we we're going to do when we get here so the issue of um consent i think it's very it's very complex it's very complex it's very complex because now it actually gives them power the ladies because they can change at any minute to say no i did not consent so now i will say as guys we must try to learn from the culture of buying drinks with the end goal of sleeping with someone because um it's gonna land you in hot water so please let's try to learn from it but the issue of um consent is very complex hence at some point we must try to engage with them legal practitioners to tell us what constitutes consent because like like wow the girls that can change at any time to say no i changed my mind just before you put it i changed my mind yes we agreed from capital but just a moment before you put it i changed my mind so you know so you don't know yeah you know funny enough i wanted to i wanted to invite uh there's, there's uh, someone i know from uh, i used to go to church with them there they're basically a legal expert in social issues. They're, she's a lawyer. Uh, but then I felt like since she's a woman, I didn't know if it was going to be a good space for her to get involved here. But maybe in another stage, if she wanted to give us advice in legal sense or what to do in those sense. But Kay, what did you want to say? Um, I, I think one, one thing we need to also consider out of all of this is to admit that sex is nice. And when I say it, it, it comes down to the fact of people liking to steal. So you know, like when you see something on the ground, whatever, you would like to steal that because you would like to have that. That's basically how it is. So sometimes with consent, it, it, it will get blurred when you throw in the alcohol, you know, because you'd like to steal in that session. You know, that's just how it is as a guy because it is nice. It's not like it's a force, it's nice, period. So really, honestly speaking, guys, it's, it's a thing that if alcohol is involved, it's, is a problem consent is a problem like Bethel said communication is more important but if we're struggling to communicate uh, we I, I believe it's going to be something that we're going to struggle with for a very long time because if you can't really tell a girl that look i want you and she tells you no i don't want you we don't do that when alcohol is involved your sexual urges come out your, you come out when you're when you're drunk so that part that you can't control it's going to come out and that is where I do believe you have to know your relationship status with a person, period. I, I don't think we need to argue that because, you know, if you're buying something for a girl, why are you buying it for her? She's your friend. You know, the problem is women are, are scared to ask, why are you buying this for me? Or they're okay to accept these gifts because they're getting rewarded. But they do not understand to give sex at the end of the life. But if you, talk, if you, if you let the girl know that's the plan, I can tell you one thing. She's going to say no to your gifts. I believe so. I think uh, she will. Yeah, Especially yeah, if you tell her, look, hey, I'm giving you this so I can eat you. She says, no, 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 no. I can. You keep your gifts, period. It ends there. You know? So, uh, guys, I, it's, I, it's I, just, yeah. That's I, my two I definitely there, but Kay, aye, aye, aye. Like, it goes back to, to the question that I asked. Does that mean now, automatically, so you can't buy your friend a nice, I don't know, cap? for example so from that cab you are expecting to smash okay we we we, we must the, the point of what i'm saying is is that a guy would normally do something to expect something in return and normally the girl does not know what the guy's intentions are that's the problem 
So if I'm buying for my friend and it's a friend, I can tell you one thing. I've bought gifts for my friends before and it's easy, smooth. Hey, what's up, buddy? Here you go. Hey, thanks, Kate. It's finished. Because I already know where I'm standing with her. You understand? When there's alcohol involved and you get thirsty and you want something in return, you're buying an alcohol. In your mind, you're like, I'm going to eat you. That's, that's what's in your mind. There's no way you're going to buy alcohol for a girl and just look at her. And I'm telling you, that's how it is because I have got female, I've got guy friends and I've got female friends. I know how this social circle works whereby alcohol gets involved. There's this and this, it's fun. And friends end up kissing friends and then, ah, it was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, it's cool. We've got stories and excuses at the end of the day. But the problem is, what is the consent? You know, it's, it's the girl needs to know your intentions. The girl guys, to place, you know? Uh, so Beto yeah. is probably has to leave us now, but... Uh... Obviously, I know, but yeah, but um, thank you, my yeah. I, th- I think, really, if maybe we can just have the last round, uh, yeah. say five minutes, um, and then yeah, um, I know, but you wanted to say something, and I'll give Beto some sights in his battery. I'm Uh, who wants to go first? Bagiso or Bagiso? Uh, so, okay, let me, wait, I had some internet issues here, but I wanted to say on that last one and then I can just listen to you guys. Uh, my question was, um, whose responsibility is it now to say, is this a transaction or are we just friends? I think... I'll say the ladies, when a guy offers you a drink, you must say, dude, why are you buying me a drink? So it's for them, for their own protection, really. In their sober minds, they must say, dude, why are you buying me a drink? And then the guy will say, yo, I'm just buying you a drink, bro. Okay, cool. That's it. There's no expectation. But if you leave it hanging, trust me, the social contract comes back and everyone must, must adhere. At the end of the night, the guy will want to smash. But I guess, yeah, I don't think it's a guy's responsibility as well. Because, I mean, it would be a turn-off for a guy to go to a lady and be like, hey, I'm buying you a drink, bro. Can I smash? You know, some kind of a turn-off. The lady must pose the question to say, why are you buying me things, bro? No, no, I'm not that kind of lady. I think, yeah. Okay, that's all. Yeah, thanks, Peter. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I don't have electricity here. Um, my phone is about to, to, to switch off. But I just want to make a, a last point before I, I, I leave. Uh, I've been listening carefully to you, brothers, and I, 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 I picked up something, maybe which insinuate or promote patriarchy somewhere, somehow. You may disagree with me. Uh, my brother spoke about sex, that's a wonderful thing. And I think that's, that's true. It's nature, it's bound to happen, you, you understand? And it's not a nice thing for only us as men, you understand? Even for ladies, uh, it's nice, sex is nice. But the way we, we, we are discussing it is as if we are entitled. It's us who are entitled even to, to ask you understand, in order to have sex, then I need to buy you something. You understand? I think it, that is a, in somewhere, somehow, a, 
a, a, a, a, it gives me a thought that of insinuating that of, of patriarchy. You, you, you understand? It's not our place. It's, it's not our place. Even a lady can, can come to say, Betuel, let's go for drinks. She knows that I drink um, certain beer uh, and I want to have sex with you. You understand? I have to agree also to disagree. But it's not our place always. If I want to, to have sex with a lady, then it's me who must initiate. It is their right also to do that because we are, you can't have sex with you, yourself unless you're masturbating. You need her. And, and Leona, she needs that, that dick. She needs that dick as much as you need that pussy. You understand? That's why we need to be frank about these things. But my last point, brothers, uh, these are some of uh, uh, conversations that we need to have. It must be our social responsibility. And we must not only talk, but we must practice these things and find, I think in future, uh, Peter, have ladies also on board, you, you understand? And as brothers, yeah. in order for us to, to alleviate this scourge of violence in our society. We need to start loving ourselves, self-love, you understand? We must learn that, and even our kids, like Sia said, we need to give them love, and before they seek love from someone else, they need to love themselves. And also, us as brothers, if I do something wrong, you have to tell me that, Betuel, here you are wrong. As a brother, you are losing the way. You understand, and I think this scale of violence uh, will be will be uh, alleviated in our in our societies. But it was it was a very uh, good discussion, and I I have yet to learn from more other discussions like this. Uh, thanks a lot, brothers. Okay, great guys. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Um, obviously, I know most of you guys are now uh, stuck with time. You have probably other commitments. Um, I don't know if there's room for any more discussion unless people want to still continue discussing. Yeah. I, I, I just want to uh, second uh, Bethel uh, via maybe in the, if we do get to have uh, another discussion, uh, if we can also have uh, some females just to hear uh, from their side. Uh, they may even have uh, suggestions that are not to even say that we must now treat this as a contract we can't be, we are human beings, guys. We can now, you know, I don't know, like, I just don't know how to put it in words, but like, we can't say, be talking about contracts, if I buy you a drink, then this must happen. But then again, it comes with time, it comes with education, and it comes with uh, more knowledge and, and loving oneself uh, and able to engage with other people. That's just my young two cents. Okay, Kay, um, I know you wanted to say something, but I think after that, maybe you can try wrap it, wrap it up and I'll close off, unless someone else wants to give, I'll give every person last opportunity to say something, just to be fair. Okay. Can I speak? Yeah. Okay, cool. Anyways, man, um, thanks to, for Bethwell as well. Thank you for being here and whatnot, and Taboko, thanks for your point of view as well. Um, just that the, the only sad thing is when, you, when we bring in women, um, you, we have to we have to be diverse in the women that we bring. We need to bring those women who are loose in terms of they actually don't mind going out 
and doing this because honestly speaking, there are girls out there who don't mind sleeping with guys. And then the, you get those conservative women who are out there and then you get those women who actually conduct themselves differently. There's actually a variety of women out there. For example, like now in this group of guys that are here, you know, there is some guys who actually respect women. I'm not saying that you guys don't, I'm just giving it like a broad thing. You know, there are some guys who are traditional, like, you know, school, school women. I, I, when I sleep with 20 women, you know, we need to have those guys in this group because remember, they think differently as well. They think what they're doing is cool. They think what they're doing is, is normal, right? Because I believe all of us here are well-respected men. We know how to treat women, we know how to respect, you know, we're educated, et cetera, et cetera. But we need to have a diversity because right now we can have a close circle of people who are discussing these things and saying, okay, yeah, one, two, and three. But the reality is there's a bigger world out there. There's, there's vicious people out there. There's guys who are ruthless. There's guys like, like Epstein who would actually sexually abuse kids who are 16 and then pay them off. There's those things out there that we don't even see or hear about. Hence why it's important for us to at least bring a broad amount of people. Even if it's a thing of asking a person casually, asking, wait, what's, what's your view on one, two, and three? I think when that happens, at least with a broader view, as opposed to just a very few uh, niche group of people in this um, uh, situation. And then just to add to the boho and whatnot, guys, this thing of giving a woman alcohol and expecting something to happen, it's, 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 it's hypothetical in the sense of, uh, of playing out a scenario. Generally, when we go out, we don't really plan a lot of things because no one tells you there's going to be a hot girl there or whatever the case may be. There is going to be a person that might be attractive when you go there and like, oh, let me make my move. But you didn't initially plan it. Do you get what I'm saying? And some of us are broke. I can't afford to buy a girl a drink. So you're telling me I'm going to go home alone. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, the, 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 the of the matter is, is that if we do have people coming together, we need to make it diverse, you know, because it's yeah, going to help a lot of things. Fine. And this consent thing, it's, it's a 50-50 thing, consent. And I'm sure a woman's point of view would assist us with regards to that, because they might even tell us that, no, we want you guys to buy us drinks so that we can eat your money and you can go. It's, it's just it's a broad thing, guys. And... It's, it's, it's because I've obviously dated a girl who's older than me. So I'm exposed to such things. So, yeah, that's just my point of view, man. Okay. But, yeah. Um, let's have Cassius and Tafato, then we can just wrap things up. I'm assuming everyone else is probably had to go. Uh, so, Cassius or Tafato first, and then Cassius can close. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, I respect all the thoughts that um, everyone's given so far. Um, uh, yeah, um, I'm very pro uh, diversity in terms of uh, the discussions that we will have in the future. Uh, I definitely hope that they, the, this, I, I believe in balance basically in everything that I do. So I do think that there's obviously a dark side to diversity uh, in the sense that like today we had like-minded people speaking and there's a benefit to that. And then there's also, like uh, Kay mentioned, a benefit to having people who aren't like-minded as well. Um, as long as it doesn't disintegrate uh, converse, the aren't hearing each other. As long as those lines of communication can stay open, I'm very pro uh, any kind of conversation uh, 
to be had because yeah i like to learn from people especially those who think differently from me because i don't believe that i have all the answers um so yeah uh, this was a very uh, illuminating conversation from uh, all the points that were given and uh, i can't i can't wait to hear what uh, the female uh, representation that's going to come in the next conversation will have to say about these topics than others yeah that's uh, all for me gents uh, otherwise it was good meeting all of you as well um yeah cheers Kershaw's. um in closing i'll say um this was indeed a, a fruitful engagement um i've learned a lot um i'm actually looking forward to have uh, even further engagement in future but unfortunately, when it comes to the ladies, um, unfortunately, my statement might be, might be biased because um, when it comes to ladies, there's always a lot of pretenders because there are ladies who are prostitutioning indirectly. So it's hard, it's gonna be difficult for themselves to say, um, now I'm only sleeping with guys so that they can buy me certain things. It's like I was slave queen. They're still denying to say that um, I'm, I'm fancy like this because um, I'm sleeping with guys so that they buy them major things. So in a question of, even personally, I do believe in, in, in taxation of ideas and uh, because um, we have um, different worldviews and honestly speaking, it's good to, to learn from other people. But unfortunately, when it comes to ladies, it's gonna be difficult to get because we've, we have seen them. Uh, like, it's not gonna be, it's gonna be difficult for themselves to say no at me to say no i'm just i just want to i go out broke but eventually i got home drunk because of guys it's not gonna be simple for them to yeah. say I'm that's losing. the conversation that we want i agree no, but how is gonna yeah no i'm just saying uh, in as much as uh, and i and i fully agree with the or i hear your point um it's just a matter of we just need to hear it from them themselves so that we also know that there are these type of or rather different types of people in the world so that we know how to also approach um, those particular um, um, individuals you know and it won't be a, a, a uh, or at least I'd rather hope that it will not be a forum where, whereby it's it's pointing fingers or, or being judgmental or anything but just to be as honest as possible you know just for the different views to be heard okay yeah but i i, I totally agree we we really need um to invite some females and we need them because after all we are not moral judge and we are not sex audit so yeah we really need them involved in future yeah Okay, guys, I think uh, we've covered a lot. Um, obviously, due to time, we can't obviously continue forever. Um, but I think definitely I should... In fact, this, this particular session, there were women wanted to take part. I even have one who's extreme feminist. So, but I, was, I felt that it's not... It's not <laughs> um, I, I, don't, I don't feel that it was going to be a perfect opportunity considering there are going to be eight guys against one woman and she has very strong views. I, want, I prefer if it's a balanced setting where we have diversity of people and at least there's a balance in some sense. But I think I can definitely organize if you guys are still going to be willing to participate uh, for further engagement. Um, if you have any other people you want to include in further discussions, just let me know. Mm -hmm. But I think definitely we'll continue. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think what we can do as like homework, 
maybe we can we can collect one woman that we know uh, basically who's got a view on a certain thing and each guy brings one woman at least instead of peter bringing all the women because peter you probably know them i think it's best that we bring our counterparts from different parts one guy maybe two women if that's the case at least then there'll be a big diversity because i'm sure tough knows different kind of women cases knows different kind of women peter you taboko ah taboko no you got many women but um so so yeah let's 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 do that <laughs> yeah i think uh, if we can do that i think it'll be good you know i got so yes i think that's all we can proceed I'll, i'll communicate in case we have any other i find a date where all of you guys are available um and I'll communicate and let you know just remember if you have people you want other people to participate just suggest it in advance so that we don't have a complication whereby i feel like one person is has more people than other and it's like not fair so just let me know in advance cool thanks guys i enjoy your weekend my fate i thanks just... thanks peter thank you manja thank you guys i wish so Okay. Thank you. Thank you, 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 Thank you,